The But First Stretch podcast taps into the extraordinary endeavors that ordinary humans are doing daily to better their lives and their community. The goal of these conversations is to lengthen and extend our perspective on fitness, nutrition, holistic health, the mind-body connection, and what motivates us. The final portion of each episode will provide a guided meditation to self-reflect on the theme of the interview. Brought to you by Jennifer McCracken of FitFam Conchi. Hi, I'm Jen McCracken of FitFam Conchi. Welcome back to But First Stretch. I am so glad that you are joining me today. So I know that a lot has been going on in the last two weeks in our country, and I just want to send a personal thank you to every single person who listens to But First Stretch. I want to send a personal thank you to everyone who's reached out. I know that these times for many people are, are challenging, are difficult, and one of the things that it's important for us to do is just to reach out to somebody who might need it. And if you need to hear from me, please send me a message. I would love it so much. I know we're all learning how to connect via Zoom, Skype, Google Hangout, all the different ways that we have available. And I'm so lucky to have a community that just cares about how I'm doing personally, how my family is doing. And I also want you to know that that's how I feel about each and every one of you. And to be honest, the reason that I even learned how to do Skype and podcasting is because of this episode today. So I'm so excited um, to be doing this episode because when we look at the extraordinary endeavors that people are doing, I think our guest today really highlights that. Um, She's somebody who works a full-time job, has a family, and is dedicating herself to this organization, Beats for Bella. Our community member of the week on But First Stretch is Erin Borkowski, president of Beats for Bella. Beats for Bella is a nonprofit to create awareness for congenital heart defects, CHDs. Erin's daughter, Bella, was born in 2013 with a severe congenital heart defect called hypoplastic left heart syndrome. HLHS is a single ventricle heart defect in which the left side of the heart does not form. This type of heart defect is fatal if untreated and requires three open heart surgeries to repair the defect, typically by the age of three. Bella had her third and final planned open heart surgery to complete her repair on April 4, 2016. While her repair is complete, her life with congenital heart defect will never end. She needs continued cardiac care. So we're going to look at this episode a little bit about how we can help kids who have this, who will become adults, and what we can do in our community to help this issue. The Borkowski family also is amazing. They love to hang out outside, be with friends, and as a family of four, they love to spend time with each other. So let's stretch our mind, body, and soul. The first portion of the podcast is the warm-up, introducing our guest. Hi, Erin. Welcome. Hi, Jen. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for being on this episode of But First Stretch. Thank you for having me. 
So tell us a little bit about yourself. What is your background? Where are you from? And what really drove you to create Beats for Bella? Um, so my name is Erin Borkowski. Uh, I am born and raised in this area. Uh, I was uh, born in actually Roxburgh. Uh, my parents are from the Philadelphia area and uh, moved up to Lafayette Hill when I was going into first grade. And we've been here ever since. Um, my husband's from Conshohocken and um, born and raised and the whole family is still in the area. So we have a lot of a lot of family members, holidays are a little crazy, but um, yeah, so uh, that's us. We were, my husband and I were married in 2011, and very soon after, uh, Bella joined our family, um, and it's kind of like where our journey started. Bella was uh, diagnosed at our 20-week uh, <clears throat> ultrasound with uh, hypoplastic left heart syndrome, and um, kind of bringing back into the family, she, our family, um, kind of uh, gathered around us and support and and helped uh, fundraise to let us stay in the city for when I was discharged from top. Um, so we were able to stay with Bella. We're very close to Bella uh, for her whole month in the hospital, her whole first month in the hospital. Um, so we are, we were, all, you know overwhelmed by the love and support of our family and that kind of drove us to wanting to take the next step with Beats for Bella and Beats for Bella came out of all of that support and we wanted to give back and do more. Um, so in 2014, about a year after, almost to the month, about a year after Bella was born, um, Beats for Bella became an official 501c3. So ever since then, we've been growing every year and and in the community. I mean, Raising money is wonderful, and we do our part to support research platforms that uh, are important to us in, as, in our journey right now with Bella. Um, but the awareness and the support of the community really has been equally, if not more important, um, to have people follow her journey. Um, and all we're really doing is telling her story, you know, and, and sharing information with our connections with doctors and institutions. Um, and sharing what her life is going to be like and the hardship she's going to have. Um, and it really has allowed people to feel like they're part of us and part of our family and want to be more. So that's us. Thank you. So what has been the most rewarding part of your job? This could be president of Beats for Bella, being a mom, anything that really hits home for you. Yeah, I think I, I think it's kind of like when the light bulb goes off is, is how I kind of look at this. And it's two parts to me, like the personal part and then the, the business part with Beats for Bella. Um, it, I'll start with Beats for Bella. You know, it's not easy for people to understand because she looks great. And she's seven years old. You would never know that she's had three open heart surgeries. Her scar is beautiful. Um, thanks to the doctors and surgeons down at CHOP, but, uh, but so it's a, it's a, it's when the light bulb goes off and somebody gets it, um, who doesn't have to get it, you know, like we have to understand our immediate family, you know, they're so ingrained in us and her and what we do, but, you know, we're talking to making new friends in the neighborhood, whoever it may be, and they're just like, wow, you know, like she's, it's really important, you know, the stuff that we're doing um, 
to bring more awareness to conventional artifacts and, and that kind of like gets me every time and it's just such a all the work that goes into it kind of just makes it all worth it the nights and the weekends and the exhausting events um it makes it all worth it and i think personally with bella you know like she's she's I don't know how to sum her up in a few words. She is, uh, she's a lot of things. She's a little mommy. She's a lover. She's sassy and a challenge to me a lot of days. Um, she's always been, I mentioned earlier, you know, she's kind of, she's got to be comfortable with you before she opens up. She's always been that way. And I think that that's a product of being in the hospital and being poked a lot. But there are things that she struggled with, you know. She needs a little extra help um, with school and specialists and things like that. But when you see that, when she gets something, like when she says the word right or when she writes the word right or she gets in that problem, and it doesn't, it's not all school, it's anything, you know. When something clicks in her, the light in her face is just like, okay, well, the hours and hours of agony and frustration from my part <clears throat> and hers when she gets frustrated is uh it's it's cool it's cool to say yeah that's awesome so what is the most challenging part i think it kind of goes in line with that with the with the first thing i said about um about people getting it you know like it's it's really difficult for people to understand like you can listen to me and say you know she's had three surgeries and you think about it like okay but she's had three open heart surgeries before she was three years old and and she's going to i think what we've done with with some of the partnerships we have with doctors specifically one in indiana who's working on a device um that will save save someone like Bella's life someday. Um, you know, you think about it, you have to put it in terms that are dire. Um, her heart's not going to last forever. I mean, no one's heart is meant to pump with only one ventricle forever. Um, there's going to be complications that happen in her life, and it's just about how we deal with them. But we've positioned ourselves as her parents and with Weeks for Bella to, to do everything within our power to make sure that when that happens, we've already started preparing for it or we're, we're prepared for it. We're prepared for the next steps that we have to take. Um, because heart transplants just trade one set of problems for another set of problems. You know, they're not the solution. The solution is the therapies and the treatments that they're working on right now, whether it's stem cells or if it's a device. Um, so the, the challenges are just, you know, we are sustained because people support us, you know, because people believe in what we do and, and getting people for that to really hit home. Um, that's how we exist. That's how we continue to exist and continue to do what we need to do. And it's doing things like this that can just open people's eyes and inspire them to do something, you know, whether it's related to us or to something else that we could, touch all these different people, you know, it's only good things can come from that. So I think that, uh, I think that that's our challenge. Um, I think we do an okay job with it, but I think that there's a lot of work 
God, thank you. Um, so we're going to dive into the workout portion of this podcast. We'll talk about um, some of the things that you do with Beats for Bella. Um, recently, there was a Philly spin-in, which a lot of people participated, not just for Beats for Bella, I believe, um, to raise money for CHOP, right? Yes, correct. Yeah, so the Philly spin-in is, I tell anybody who asks me about the Philly spin-in, um, we, we do our fair share of events, but it is right up there for me. I mean, the, we, I've done it for four years since it started. It was down at CHOP for the first three years, but they outgrew that space, which is a great problem to have. Um, but they they just put so much emotion into it, and all the instructors who lead the rides are, like, the most fun people, and the music is amazing, and they're inspiring in their own right to, to get everybody moving. Um, and it it's just... It, it brings you to tears, like it gives you chills, that event. It, it's a room full of not just parents. Um, I have a friend whose 13-year-old daughter who has HLHS, and she rode this year. Oh. Um, the, the doctors are riding, the nurses are riding, the surgeons are riding, you know, like everybody is comes together. Um, and it is the only, to my knowledge, it's the only consistent annual event that supports the cardiac center down at job. Um, and Beats for Bella has always participated from the first year when it was just my sister and I, um, to this year, our fourth year doing it and having 2018 members and seven bikes. And hopefully we just continue to grow and grow with it. You know, like we welcome anybody to be on our team. Um, there's fundraising commitments we have to make, but we've made them and surpassed them every year. Uh, I think this year we were like just shy of ten thousand dollars as a team, but wow. the event, the event um, raised I think almost seven hundred thousand dollars for the cardiac unit. That's amazing. Yeah, it's it's a huge it's a huge event. The venue this year at the Wanamaker Building was perfect. It's so cool there, and yeah, it's it's a great it's a great event. And Bella comes and. Sure, someday she'll ride when her feet can reach the pedals. Um, but uh, but yeah, they have, they make it fun for the kids with face painters and you know they have lots they have some stuff there and they'll just keep growing with it. They'll just get better and better with it. That's that's awesome. So is it in March every year, like early March? Always in March, and it's not my favorite weekend because it's always daylight savings weekend. <laughs> always that Sunday. So I wish we would change that, but um, but yeah, it's always that weekend. That's Sunday in March. Yeah, I definitely want to participate next year. It, yeah, absolutely. I felt I felt FOMO because even people not attached to Beats for Bella were, were doing it and being part of it. I was like, I want to go to this event. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so cool because you know, like our immediate my immediate family has always done it, like somebody or here or there. But you know, I had like six neighbor moms do it this year, and my. Uh, my sister-in-law's husband, our only man on the team, but, um, you know, it was cool to have, you know, that there's so many different groups of people and people really love it. And it's, you know, you get a good workout and you're supporting a great cause. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so your personal big event that you do is Bella of the ball. 
Um, unfortunately, it was supposed to be March 20th, and it was moved to September. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about this event, why we should all go to it, support it, now that we have a sure. few more months to prepare? <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. So Bella of the Ball started, last year was our first year with Bella of the Ball, and we did it as a celebration of our five-year anniversary um, of Beats for Bella as an official nonprofit. And we weren't sure if we were to do it every year. Kind of, it's, it's a big undertaking, and we've never run an event that large before. But <clears throat> last year we had it at the Marriott in Pachahakin, and it, it's... We, to say we have a fantastic group that helps us, I mean, the majority of them are family, but, you know, we've had neighbors join in with us and friends from school, and we just have a great group of people who will do anything I need them to do to, to support the event. So it, we, it's a formal event, um, so everybody can get dressed up and fancy, which we don't get to do that often these days. Um, and there's silent auction items. We're working on um, a premier, like a premium jewelry table this year um, with some high-end jewelry items. So, and then we have some other things, you know, like a wine pool, things like that. So there's something for everybody. We uh, have a band this year, which is exciting, that donated. So that's fun. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's a great, it's a great celebration. Bella and her brother Justin come. Um, so everybody gets to see Bella, if you meet Bella, if you haven't met her yet. Um, and it's just, it's, it's such a wonderful night to, it's a lot of planning, but a wonderful night to sit back and celebrate everything we do throughout the year. Um, we we uh, present some awards, we have some guest speakers, hopefully now Dr. Vertefeld, who his research with his constant blood pump devices to be of that much support. Um, and we're hoping that he will be able to attend now. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we have some adult CHDers who are going to come and, and be there with us. It's just a special night to be able to, to see everybody, you know, new and old who, who've been a part of our journey. I, uh, I took a moment last year to walk down, like, the cocktail hour with Bella, and I just was overwhelmed. By you know, everybody loves to have a good time, you know, have a couple drinks and enjoy <laughs> themselves. But just to see that many people, um, I mean, we, we sold out that room at the Marriott with, with like no problem. And and I just believe we're going to continue to grow and grow. Um, and this event can you know be the backbone of us where we we really uh, are able to support whether it's Dr. Rodefeld and if it comes time when he has everything he needs and finding another project that we can really focus on that, that is a part of our journey now with Bella being post-Fontia. That's amazing. So cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Um, that's, I, I mean, I feel like I've seen the organization Bella the Ball, or excuse me, Beats for Bella, around town, like, for a long time. I know, like, yeah. is it, like, do housing, like, companies sponsor you, sponsor, how does that uh, work? <laughs> so we are, um, we, my husband is a partner in Tyson Homes, 
So him and his dad build new homes in the area. So they're always asking me for new banners to put up on their sites. So they're really great. I mean, and, and everybody, you know, in Conchahokan kind of wants to know the next project that's being built. Um, so right now they're, uh, they have a couple of our banners up. And I, I left yesterday when I was talking to somebody. I see car magnets on cars that I don't even know anymore. <laughs> so many events where we give that we just give this stuff away because for us it's like you want to put this on your car you're only going to help us um so stuff like that and t-shirts you know we've you would be hard pressed and i'm proud of this statement you would be hard pressed to find somebody in the area who has not heard of beach developer and that's yeah. That's a big accomplishment for us, you know, the awareness. We're achieving that goal. Absolutely. I love that. And in fact, like the first time, I want to say it was maybe four or five years ago, a housing um, spot in Conchahokan. And I actually, I was like, what is this? Because I would run by it every day. And (laughs) I had to Google it. I was like, oh, is this is this housing for the chat? Like I thought it was like for the four beats for Bella because yeah, it was so neat. And then that, that kind of showed me a little bit about you, your organization. And it's so cool to see how it's grown, especially in this community. You're right. Like I feel if you go to the giant parking lot right now, at least one or two cars will have the, the magnet on it. Yeah. 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 It's cool. It's cool to say. Um, are there any other events that we should know about coming up? And I say this, it's kind of an awkward time, I think, in our history to even bring this question up. But besides Bell of the Ball, what are some things that we can be doing right now? Yeah, so right now we, I mean, there's, we have a golf outing that would normally be planned for September that we postponed until, um, until May, um, because the gala is, is a priority. Um, but as far as like ongoing events, I mean, we, we always have like a February where red, um, and we, it's not as much of a a fundraiser. It's more of an awareness month for us. And, you know, we just encourage everybody to wear their red and tag us in pictures on, on social media. Um, and, and we've had the community, we've had, you know, retail locations in Kachahakin or or you know, Parsha, who reach out to us and just want to host events for us. Um, I think you bring up, a, it makes it a little more challenging because things can't be in person right now, and we don't know when that's going to end. Um, but, it, you know, there's there's online, you know, there's things we can do online. Um, if anybody was interested in any online like sales to help us raise the money, we are going to be trying to do some different things that I still need to think of with losing the golf outing for this year um, that would normally raise us about $20,000. So that's a big, it's a big chunk. I don't want to lose it all. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like anything we can get creative. There's plenty of like online only retail, you know, retailers that can help us. And a lot of times the, they'll, it's like 10% or 20% come back to Beats for Bella. So that's things we're always doing. I don't ever turn anybody down and stuff like that because there's something for everybody. You know, if you don't want to shop Kendra Scott jewelry, maybe you want to do this over here, you know, something like that. So we're always looking for things like that, not just to make a hundred bucks or 200 bucks, just to continue to be in, out in the community so that people can 
help us become help us um, help people make more make more people aware. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think I think it's so it's so tricky right now when you have to I mean, I feel like everyone's felt if this might be a broad statement, but I feel like everyone's felt a little bit disappointed in something that's been canceled this spring. I feel yeah. like we're all going through that. Oh. Yeah, I know. Oh. It's a bummer. It's a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And I think one of the things that I'm grappling with personally is that idea of like, all right, I have to like know this is a bummer. It sucks. <laughs> and we I have to look at there is light at the end of this either short or long tunnel. We don't know that either yet. Um, yeah. When I think the community will really rally around all these things that have been like paused or right. canceled to help each other. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just have to get a little more creative, mm-hmm. you know, in the in the time being. If it's the summer, that's a long time to, to not, you know, have certain interactions and have events not take place. So I feel extremely bad for anybody's wedding that's planned over the summer. If this continues through, that's super sad to me. Um, yeah, you know, we'll adjust. This lifestyle is not as much of an adjustment for my husband and I. We've lived in this quarantine type of stuff before. Um, it's an adjustment for the kids. You know, Bella was a baby when we went through this stuff before, but uh, so she's not really that happy about it. But um, it's the getting out, like us us being in seclusion is one thing. You know, it's us now that we've grown to the point we have, not being able to do certain things. It's hard, but stuff like this and trying to do some videos on social media and just keep our keep ourselves at top of mind or as much as we can I love that I like that like keep ourselves on like the top of our minds like keep on keeping (laughs) um so one of the things that I love about you is that you are living out your purpose through this passion project. Like having kids was something so important to you. Um, and even now, like Bella is still your number and your family, of course, but in that umbrella of number one important things, like her life is so important. Why do you think we should all be participating in some endeavor like this? Like this is now, is this, is this now your career? Like you are. No, I work full time. Ah! I have a full time job. Yeah, this is. I wish this was my career. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I kind of like it, it's a it's a interesting question when you or thought when you think about you know like what's your purpose in life you know and I've always kind of in my adult life wonder you know what's it what's it really all about and you hate to say like okay well my kid was born like this to give me my purpose but I don't really like to go down that road that's not fair I would trade I would trade all of this for her to have a whole heart um but I think the one thing that she's given us is that she's given us an opportunity to connect with more people um to and I think that that's it's it's so important to you know reach somebody and make a difference in their lives and even if it's only one person and she's given that to us she's given us people who in our heart community who have become friends um 
I just, I just think it's so, I think to find your reason and to find like your why to put it that way is, is important in everybody's lives, you know, and if our why is not, is not to fund research, our why is not, I mean, we want to cure for HIV, but that's a result of what we're doing, you know, that's not the why. We just, our why is to inspire people. Our why is to be in the community and share her story and, and hope that it leads to somebody believing in our cause or it leads somebody to just be inspired to go do something on their own, to take go down that road for themselves and find out what's really important to them. Um, <clears throat> she's given us this voice to be able to do those things um, and to help people. You know, we've, if it's happened once, it's probably happened a dozen times since she was born. And I've had somebody approach me. You know, my friend just found out that her baby's going to be born with HLHS. So her baby's going to be born with CHD. You know, and do, would you talk to them? And I'm always open. Not everybody's ready in the beginning. I wasn't ready. I had somebody come up to me, approach me, when I first found out about Bella. And it's a process, and it's hard. Um, but those lives, those people that we get to give hope to and inspire, that's, it's so, it's so important to us and it's so fulfilling, um, more than most things that we could ever do. And I think that other people, you, the connection you can make, not that you need to start a nonprofit, but, you know, like if it's a blog or something and it helps you feel like you're being your best and helping others, I don't think you could ever make a bad decision that way. That that whole thing was so beautifully said. Thank you so much. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And I... Yeah. And so you're... You're still working from home, right? With a, with a sales yeah. job at home. Oh yeah. my goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. you're organizing like Bella of the Ball, participating in all these. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. We have a lot of support. You know, my work is my work, and I've been working from home since for like six years now. So I'm used to the intricacies of working from home and the distractions that can happen. Um, <laughs> they happen. But, uh, but I'm fortunate to have a flexible schedule. And, and then the things that we do with Beats for Bella, we have a lot of support. And people who do all the, a lot of the running around for me, like kind of do the main organizing thing. So we're lucky to have all that support. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> um, so I'm going to ask my three wrap-up questions that I ask everybody. So... Um, what are some stretches that you're doing in your own life? So this could be like, again, stretching your mind, stretching your body, stretching your soul, something you're learning for yourself. What are you doing for you? Yeah, that's not ever, not really an easy question. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, it's, I have to force myself to do things for me. But that's okay. Yeah, I, I had to like think, because these three questions kind of like, uh, you know, I had to think about them. Um, <laughs> and this is all actually fairly recent, this stuff. So I, last, with all this stuff 
but not being in. I never really went to the gym, um, but with all this stuff that's happening where you can't leave your house, I got uh, turned on to um, the Peloton app, mm-hmm. and I am slightly addicted to it. I don't have a Peloton. I have a tre- not a Peloton treadmill, but I have a treadmill downstairs. But there's so many different workouts on it, and I. Not somebody who like I don't love to work out, but I'm always happy once I once I'm done working out. So something like that that kind of like pushes me to do something a little bit outside of my comfort zone because they are they're they're I mean they're if everything from yoga to the Peloton, you know, just stretching one. So um, yeah, so I think that that kind of like forces me outside my comfort zone to to kind of push my body a little bit. And then I'm always happy at the end of it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's funny to think about the not leaving your house and how you have to, like, adapt. Like, yeah. I, I'm someone that needs – I love to work out in person with other people, go to a yoga studio. I've yeah. never been interested in things that are, like, in my house. And, right. now, and now I'm like, all right – we got to yeah. make this time. I've got to pretend like I'm going somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My sister and I were just laughing because she said, um, she's like, I'm going to put on some jeans today. And I'm going to put on some makeup this afternoon and a cute shirt. I'm like, yeah, you know, like every day I'm trying to like do a little something, even if it's like 10 minutes stretching or whatever. I'm like, so I haven't put on jeans in like two weeks. Same, same. I'm so embarrassed. Yeah, yeah no, it's just like you just don't, you don't have to go anywhere, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's Friday, so put on some jeans and keep <laughs> top. I love that. My husband and I are trying to do like a date, a date night in on Fridays. Yeah. So like last yeah. Friday I, I did, I wore like a dress. Without, without shoes, I was like, eh, I'll, I'll just do bare feet, whatever. Like, but that's pushing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess, what else is there something that you're doing right now for you? Because you obviously are caring for your kids, you have a husband, and what's something that you're doing for yourself? The one thing that's like all for me that I do, and I'm, I'm pretty consistent with it, you know, it's hard to be consistent with men many things but I have this little prayer book and I it some days the prayer is like a pulls from the bible it's like different verses all mushed together um but it's just I literally tell my children give me two minutes of quiet and I just go in the other room and I read it and if I need to if it's something that's really connecting with me then I'll sit and I'll just have some quiet time for a minute it's not long but and it's just to kind of bring me back and just to reinforce being thankful, grateful, and, you know, present. And I try, not some days I'm more successful than others, but try to keep it with me throughout the day. And it just kind of helps, like, when I'm trying to teach my first grader how to do math right now, and then I just leave the room, and I just take a breath, and it kind of recenters me. <laughs> so that's, that's the one thing that I do do every day, and just try to have some quiet time for I love that. That's that's awesome. That's such a great way to even reconnect from all the hustle and bustle. That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it works. So. Um, and what's something you can't stop talking about right now? 
what I can't stop talking about. I am out of it, and I can't go to the store and get it, so it kind of makes me sad. But I've been, like, loving my CBD oil. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, I don't know why. It just, you know, I know it works for some people. It doesn't work for others. But um, my this shop where I get it at in, in Ambler is in the lady there, Phyllis Bucci. She is, you know, one of the, like, greatest people. She's so loving and welcoming. But uh, if you go there, you spend an hour for one, and you're just going for one bottle of CBD. <laughs> so it's just her. Um, but for me, it kind of like helped not like chill out because I, I can chill out with the best of them. But it just helped me like stay focused when I have work and then I have these for Bella and I have the kids and you know normal wife and mother you know stuff throughout the day. It can become extremely overwhelming, and then you have all these tasks, and what do you do first? So it just was something for me that kind of really that really helped me just be like, okay, well, this is what I'm doing now, and then when this is done, then I'll move on to this. And I don't know, with my mind, and it's just helped me focus, and that was, and I'm missing it, and I. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay because my husband's so can't work right now, but, so I have a little bit extra help, but, uh, yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> to get it back. So, <laughs> just my thing to help me focus on life. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that is, that's awesome. I think, I, you know, that's something that's, like, relatively, I feel like, new in the, yeah. I guess, health world, and, yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it works, so. Well, thank you so much for being on But First Stretch today. Thank you for having me. This was fun. <laughs> I love how one of the things Erin does during the day is to come back to her book of prayers. One of the things that can be attractive about meditation is that it can and should exist with prayer. The benefits of meditation are great for people who practice any particular religion and those who don't. In fact, I always like to start my meditation practice with a short prayer. It helps me focus and settle the breath before I begin my practice. One of the most important parts about meditation is that it is unique to everyone, and everyone's practice should and will look a little different. My guided meditations are to remind you to slow down and focus on the breath to lead a more calm disposition and shift into a better feeling, whether it's right after your practice or maybe you experience this later in the day. The last two people I had on But First Stretch both work full-time jobs, care for family members, and support projects that are close to their heart and have cultivated a community around it. Today's meditation is about focusing in on what's important in your heart and how to bring it to fruition. So this meditation is set up to manifest your heart's desire. It is something that I've been returning to often and I hope you enjoy it. So start to settle into your comfortable seated position. And again, that can be on a chair. It can be on the floor in a cross-legged position. In fact, if you're on the chair, please make sure your feet connect with the earth in some way. Maybe even putting a blanket underneath if you're shorter. I know that I personally like to meditate on my couch. It just 
brings me more comfort when I choose to do it this way. And gently close your eyes or lower your gaze. And start to bring awareness to your breath. Notice the gentle rise and fall of the chest inhaling and exhaling. Bring your awareness to your heart. Notice it's beating. It's supporting each breath that you take. You're even welcome here if you'd like to place one hand on the heart. You can even place both hands on the heart. Consider one thing you are working towards. One thing you might want as an outcome for the work you are putting forth. Feel these words with your heart. I know what I want. I know what I have to do. Everything in my life is working out the way it is supposed to. I am where I'm supposed to be. I'm doing what I need to do. I'm doing what I want to do. Begin to visualize the outcome that you're imagining. Notice how you feel when you've attained what you're working for. Notice the feelings that arise. Maybe it's joy. Maybe it's gratitude. Maybe it's ease. Whatever feeling you have can't be wrong, it's your feeling. I know what I want. I know what I have to do. Everything in my life is working out the way it's supposed to.
I am where I'm supposed to be. I am doing what I need to do. I'm doing what I want to do. slowly starting to bring your awareness back into the room. Noticing the gentle way your chest rises on the inhale and falls on the exhale. Whenever you're ready, gently blink open your eyes. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of But First Stretch. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation. If there's anything that you would like to hear, please reach out to me. You can contact me at FitFamConchi on Facebook and Instagram and my own handle of Jennifer McCracken or JenniferMC3 on Instagram. I hope you have a wonderful day and if you're liking these episodes, please send me some love on iTunes by liking or leaving a positive review. Thank you. Have a great day.